0: Welcome to a special Walking for Coffee edition to the Earning Hope Podcast. This is your Hope David, or your host, David, and I, uh, I'm walking to the 7-Eleven because a reported COVID-19 case shut down the Wawa for a quarantine period of three days. They'll be opening up for limited hours tomorrow, and then they'll be back to 24-hour service by the 21st of February. Or of uh, November, excuse me. So, in Colorado, these lockdowns of like that little quarantine episodes in the state, where people have been punished by the governor of Colorado, have forced small businesses to shut up their locations. And this is the new normal: small businesses that don't go along with this extortion racket of a fucking hoaxed ass fucking pandemic that we have are losing their businesses and anybody who doesn't conform to wearing a mask in public is gonna be targeted with ticketing and things like that in Colorado that started in New York now it's on its way out to Colorado why is Colorado in New York and California not seem to be so much in the conversation but Colorado and, and New York are doing the same things nobody's mentioned Colorado let me, let me tell you a little bit about what's happening with that situation politically. The former governor of Colorado John Hickenlooper, he went to the Bilderberg Group a couple years back and he got in trouble with the ethics uh, panel over it because he took gifts while he was there had his uh, flights paid for, stopped off in New Jersey on his way back and got in trouble and then he got mad because the media didn't support him when he got back and he made an argument that the news media should be supporting him instead of holding him accountable for basically taking gifts in and, and political position, which is against the law. It's, that's why he got held at an ethics panel. And Palantir, a major tech company from Silicon Valley, headed by Peter Thiel, who also attended Bilderberg two years ago, is moving his company to Colorado and they're opening a, lo- a location in Austin. They have contracts with the Department of Defense. Peter Thiel, most notably one of the founders of PayPal, uh, has a long standing history with the tech industry and in digital banking. And so they're talking about now the very strong likelihood that a digital currency will be adopted. And I've been talking about this in most of my videos and apparently nobody seems to care, but you should because cryptocurrency just shot up to $16,000 and is projected to shoot up to $18,000. And I said a few months back that within five months, we would see that, we would see the currency start to rise and they would start to be moving to invest it into our system, and they would back it up with oil and gold and other mineral resources, also things like carbon taxes. And so this political fistfight that we've had for over a year is the Democrats wanted to be in control of that so that they can implement carbon taxes as part of that. Derivatives trading will of course, be a part of that because debt, international debt, the largest part of our debt Is owned by China and Ireland. And uh, the uh, central bank, of course, owns quite a bit of our debt, but it's uh, distributed between a bunch of other countries. And so those are the reasons that are actually behind the fistfight that's going on in politics right now. And the people who just, in my opinion, stole an election from us in the same way that it has been rigged in Venezuela, in exactly the same way it was rigged in Venezuela rigged it in the United States because Venezuela has already adopted a digital currency backed by oil and gold so did China who said that on the record one day everybody would use China's cryptocurrency now if you didn't know that you need to I don't care what party you subscribe to and the people behind things like the Dominion voting machines and software all have ties to Canada who has threatened potentially military enforcement against us if Trump refuses to leave office And Venezuela and China have ties to this dominion counting system. Okay. The post office, why would the post office be so heavily participant in these things? They've been taking a hit during COVID-19 badly. And guess what? The Trump administration didn't help that because voter fraud isn't anything new and people's ballots were getting tossed. Regularly less than like 1% of the ballots that were sent in by mail historically have been counted as valid. And so this is a failure of the United States Postal Service in part, but also a failure of the vote counting system in which people let the media tell you who won before the votes are actually counted. And that's how we ended up with Bush when everybody thought Gore won back in the day. So if you look at this election, historically, we're looking at a similar situation. That's a fact there are a lot of precedents that have been broken here historically in politics. We have just been what appears to be cooed by our own central intelligence agency in collusion with I 5s countries and some of several countries that are interested in getting us over to this digital currency, the same one that China uses instead of holding us to the dollar value standard. And in America, most people, that are a supporter of American business are going to want to have the American version of a cryptocurrency that's regulated by the Department of Justice and being you can tax it and it's more regulated so that we won't be you know scammed as easily as people are currently scammed with things like this. And I don't know how much you know about the foundation of PayPal, but when PayPal was founded, it, it was called the PayPal Mafia. And there were people, they got in big trouble because there was people that were using PayPal and eBay to scam people a lot. And so there is a serious threat to both people's finances, which have already been hurt during this COVID-19 lockdown crap, which people were screaming to the hilltops needed to happen, but now nobody seems to be paying attention to because out here in Princeton, the, where they created a Facebook censorship with Google and the student from Princeton, it, the mood is celebratory and everybody seems to be out and you know, they don't seem to be too worried about COVID-19. So, so much for that dark winter out here. Okay, This is not a joke. I, I'm standing in the center of Princeton University where they created all this stuff and they have ties with these hackathons to all the other tech industries and tech companies they, they, they recruit out of these Ivy League schools. And these people at these Ivy League schools decided that they were going to coup the United States government. <laughs> that's not a joke that's what's going on and so the presidential election shouldn't just be contested as a matter of fact it should there should be prosecutions that come out of this because no election i don't care if biden wins legitimately by the vote count or anything like that these people need to be held accountable for trying to steal an american election by hacking our voting machines and trying to logistically rig an over-ballot-stuffed voting system, there's no way that J- Joe Biden or Donald Trump out-lobbied out, out lobbied Obama's votes. I just don't believe that, there's just no evidence for it. But all the people that went to vote for Donald Trump, most of them went and voted in person, so it's hard to contest those votes. Whereas all these mail-in ballot votes, guess what? A lot of them only voted Biden and didn't vote down ticket. and this is definitely evidence that there was some kind of theft that took place. Now, again, I don't know how many of these podcasts you've listened to, or if you've never listened to any of my podcasts, but I'm a registered Democrat who voted Obama twice. Okay. And then I found out all the corrupt shit that he was doing. And I didn't vote for the Democrat establishment. After that, I voted for the person that was going to do the best job. And then I found out, well, shit, all these people have been bought off by corporations. So historically, when I've been voting Democrat, I voted that because I disagreed with how corporations took advantage of workers, but because they know that, everybody from Americans for Prosperity to the Democratic partners that were involved in trying to rig the campaign in 2016, and they got caught doing it, to the Rockefeller Foundation and all these people who have been paying to suppress dissenting voices on the left all of those people, all the way up to the Atlantic Council and all of these people that are involved in world government were involved in cooing the American election this year. They absolutely were involved in that. This is something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. And if it wasn't so fucking terrifying because we're gonna probably end up at a a war in Syria because of this, but that's, that's what they want. The Atlantic Council has members on it that have investments in things like the Golan Heights and in oil pipelines in Mongolia through a company named Genie Oil, who has Dick Cheney on its board of advisors and a number of other American politicians along with a Rothschild and a member of the CIA. Those people have massive interests, trillion dollar interests in making sure that those agendas go through. And what has Donald Trump been doing that would be counter than that to that, other than pissing everybody off because you don't like the way he talks. He's been pulling us out of wars. He's been pulling, drawing down the troop presence in these countries in such a way as to limit the expenditure of money that goes in to the Pentagon and poof vanishes $22 billion missing out of the Pentagon into the air. That's what's been going on under his presidency. Now he just fired somebody in the Department of Defense so that they can try and draw some troops down from the conflict before Joe Biden takes office, no matter what the outcome of the elections are, but you can bet your ass that we're gonna end up in another war or some kind of excursionary conflict or some kind of coup as soon as Biden-Harris takes office. And I mean, as soon as Biden-Harris takes office. Now, here's another thing that you might not be aware of. John Kasich is a member of the cabinet from Joe Biden's cabinet. John Kasich, was considering a dual ticket run with John Hickenlooper, the former governor of Colorado, the one that I'd mentioned that had, been got, that had gotten in trouble for an ethics scandal for going to Bilderberg and having his expenditures paid for and all this kind of stuff. It was clearly a conflict of interest. And now, again, I mentioned this big companies, Palantir and all these tech companies that fled California prior to the election and moved in to all these contested states, all those people that were there, they left behind the working class, the blue collar jobs, the people that were lived off of regular jobs that were supporting the town, all those people, they just up and moved, uh, pulled up stakes and moved the tent show elsewhere into all these contested states. You think that that just happened overnight because it's an accident? Of course it didn't. They knew exactly logistically what they had to do. They strategically dispersed themselves between two places with major military installations, Colorado and Texas. And they disperse themselves sporadically across the country into places that are have a lot of resources that can be you know chalked up through the bureau of land management and used to back up a digital currency and the, the difference between a republican party and a democratic party controlling that is that the american population is going to end up paying more taxes and not get as much of a universal basic income based on those things and again This first time you're listening to my podcast, you're gonna be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Well, I'm talking about things that are factually accurate and going on right now that you haven't been apprised of during this election, which you should have been told about as a voter in America. And because that's what's going on and there's trillions of dollars of equity involved, there's a small group of people involved in that and they do not want the American population to get anything out of it. Facts, those are hard facts. They're undeniable, inescapable facts. If you are not at the top echelon of society right now, they had a plan for you, and it's to be no longer middle class, but to be basically corralled into smaller towns, like they used to have us in working camps back in the day in the 1920s prior to the New Deal. Okay, these are things that are true right now that are going on. They have just tried to make it, for example, legal, for in man, both mandatory and legal in Washington, DC, for children to be given these vaccines without their parents' consent as young as 11 years old, and that they are allowed to they're trying to push it to where 11 year olds in fucking Washington, DC can make this decision on their own without their parents' consent. Now, if that doesn't strike you as absolutely foundationally just wrong. Right on the surface, every parent should have the right to fucking make sure their kids are taken care of, and that some random doctor Kavorkian isn't giving your kids some hoodoo fucking science, and then not even going to tell you about it, and they're going to manipulate your eleven-year-old into going along with it. You better wake up, man, because that's you're not you don't don't have kids if you're of that opinion. That, that that's just fine. I don't mind if my eleven-year-old is properly re-educated by the fucking crazy fucking education system that has been indoctrinating our students to go along with all these social narratives that I may not agree with myself. If you're not involved in your kid's life enough to know that shit, that that's what's been actually going on in school, then you're out of your mind. Case in point here, I am from Colorado where pot is legal and because I'm a veteran who used to be in the infantry and used to work on helicopters. When I got out of the military, they had me overprescribed on, on pills. I have medical issues that keep me from being fully functional unless I take weed usually. And so like today, for example, I, I have a liver issue where I pass liver stones. And so I've been passing liver stones continuously now for years and I've just come to be used to it for the most part. But there are days in which it's very difficult for me to do anything because it's like getting punched in the liver repeatedly. And that's exactly what it's like. Your liver dumps a bunch of toxins, it backs up and then it dumps a bunch of toxins. It backs up and then it dumps a bunch of toxins. I have less of a problem with this when I use CBD oil and marijuana. And so I started doing that and it helped my health exponentially. I was able to do things I was not able to do for years following my military service. Once I brought that into my healthcare regiment and stopped taking all these pills from places like Pfizer. And there have been people busted for selling pills through pill scandals and over-prescribing through the VA. And under this administration, they finally prosecuted these pill doctors who were over-prescribing American citizens and causing our fucking heroin crisis. Now, in addition to that, this, my kid's mother was addicted to drugs. And bad, it was real bad. And she got into that, I'm sure of it, by getting into the over-prescribed pills I had because I was never going to take all those goddamn things. There was too many there. They would would have killed me. And so this situation is that I have experienced the drug war's fallout from the last decade in my own personal life. But when the Army, yes, the Army, sent a helicopter to my kid's school with the D.A.R.E. program, which I'm fine with the Army going to the school to to hang out and, and say, this is what I do for a living but to go there with the dare program that failed that wasted shitloads of taxpayer money and actually caused more drug addiction and then have them try and reeducate my children and tell them that their dad's a bad man because he uses CBD oil and marijuana at home that is absolutely not okay and because I'm not a bad parent I don't do it around my kids but they know that I do do that they know it smells different than the cigarette So when I go outside, they're like, what is that skunky stuff? And I had to explain it to them because I didn't want want them to get into it. And so I explained it to them. Then when they went to school and they found out about it, they said I was a bad man. I had to go and pull up the American Cancer Society's website and show my young kids on the American Cancer Society's website. Look, it says right here that these things have been shown to reduce symptoms of cancer and it provide medical benefits. They don't say outright that it cures cancer, which it in fact does, but it says right uh, right there on the website, on the American Cancer Society website, that it's used for medical treatment and it, it provides results that are not found with other medications. And so I showed it to them. I didn't just tell them, I showed them the evidence that's been presented by doctors, that's accepted by the federal government on the American Cancer Society's website. So not propaganda by any stretch of the imagination. So that was the end of the conversation with my kids. But that doesn't change the fact that because I don't want to take their fucking pills, that nasty fucking goddamn overprescribed muscle relaxers and 500 milligram Tylenols and barbiturates that they tried to put me on that were not helping me medically, they went after me as a person in my community and tried to accuse me of being a drug dealer and every other goddamn thing and fucked my entire life up over this shit. But they want the right to be able to, without my permission, give my kids experimental vaccines. When I know from my personal military experience that when we did things like, oh, you know, anthrax vaccines back in the day that it hurt people. And that some of those experiments that were done may be responsible for some of the symptoms experienced by Gulf War veteran syndrome guys, people that are basically have a form of Lou Gehrig's disease that are crippled right now. And there are cases of things like the polio vaccine and and other things like that currently, that are out there to the tune of 400,000 plus people that have been affected negatively by a fucking experimental vaccine that was intended to cure something and actually harmed people and caused it. That's in India. That that's that happened. So this isn't a joke. We're in the middle of a of pandemic that supposedly is bad for people who are high risk, which is not me, fortunately. I both have a blood type that apparently makes me lower risk. And in addition to that, I'm in my 30s. And other than my other medical conditions, I'm not really at risk for COVID-19. So the the downside here is that my kids are, again, not with me right now, and I'm not even being allowed to like rent a house. And the government is trying to pass laws especially out in places like Colorado, to illegally vaccinate my kids. And these are things that they're going to try and make even harsher underneath the next, the next administration. Some, uh, an administration who has a vice president who has gone to the border camps where they have hysterectomy doctor, extractor dude, who's masked doing that. And they knew that shit was going on before, before Donald Trump took office. They knew what was going on. They absolutely knew it. And Kamala Harris has been to those ICE camps She didn't have a problem with it before the election but as soon as it was politically convenient for them to throw this president under the bus, they did. And that's how politics actually works in America. This shit is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you don't think that there is going to be a bunch of harm done under the next administration and they're just going to chalk it up to, oh well, oops, we tortured some folks. You got another thing coming because everybody that funded the Biden campaign and all the people that they're stocking into their cabinet are all the same players that were involved in taking us into these two illegal wars in the Middle East. All the same people who the United Nations criminal court wants to hold us accountable for war crimes. All of those players that got us into that mess in the first place, they're all back on, on the team under Biden. Those are the people that they're getting, they've been getting rid of under Trump's administration. And yes, it's been a disaster. And that's because those people are obstructive as shit. Those people were trying very hard to keep that continuity of government going in which we were illegally invading countries and we were trying to to take their resources instead of focusing on our own and strengthening our economy and strengthening our infrastructure. That's not a joke. That's really what he was doing and he was being obstructed in the same way that Obama was obstructed. And so, as I sit out here in Princeton, Somebody tagged on the back of one of the walls, year-long street fight, okay? They're very adamant supporters of the Biden-Harris campaign. And they have this thing out here called the Whigs and Cleos out here at Princeton, where they talk about the very subtle manipulation of speech, the kind of speech that the Democratic Party is very fond of in which they say things that make you feel good about what they're saying, but what they're saying has two meanings, one for you and one for their private meetings. So as Hillary Clinton once said, you have to have a public and a private uh, position. That's exactly what they meant by that. Bill Clinton was given an award by these Whigs and Cleos here at Princeton. These people are educated from day one to be rulers over and Lords over you, not citizens like you think you are, where we all work and we're all in the same game and maybe one day my kid could go to Princeton. No, they never have a shot, not even close. If you came from a working class community, you n- never got a chance, not even fucking close, and very rarely does it ever happen. And when it does, those people come here and they have a bad experience. They're treated like shit the whole time that they're here because all these kids who have been raised to believe they're lords above us are going to give them shit and get try and get them to quit. And that's what they're doing right now politically is they want both parties, Democrats and Republicans, everybody that's below, middle class and below, They want you to be sick and fucking tired of politics. They want you to be absolutely so fucking sick and tired of politics that you just want it to be over. So bad man orange, we don't want that. We want a nice, polite politician who lies to our face and starts a war in Syria. That's what we want. If you go along with that, you're going to be subjugated, just like the Uyghur camps in China, for example. Those are things that I fundamentally disagree with. And in those camps, they're being used as slave labor and they are being reeducated out of their minds. They're also being forced vaccinated and forced sterilized. These are things that could come to America in the next four to eight years underneath a a Harris and Biden campaign. And I got to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think Joe Biden's going to make it out of the first term. He's old. I'm not one of these people sitting there giving him shit about the things that he says. He just sounds like an old guy to me, which is fucked up. Because I, I, his, his voting record really makes me want to hate him, but when I, I can't even be mad because I'm just like, this is kind of actually fucking disgusting. They just, it's like they're using a guy who they know is going to die before his first term. And historically, FDR, who ran and for th- four terms, guess what? When, when he was getting old and, and disheveled, They took advantage of that administration and they got rid of Wallace, the person who was his vice president, who was a progressive and who was arguing for the rights of workers and arguing for things that were good for people, which is why FDR hired him. They were able to get him ousted and get another vice president put in place under FDR. And then when they did that, they passed a bunch of things that were regressive economically, which started the process forward from there and then on until we got to civil rights in the 1960s. And by the time we got to that time period in history, there were straight up ghettos in America in which they were experimenting on American citizens. All the COINTELPRO and all that stuff was all experiments they were doing on us back then. And that's not conspiracy theory. Look it up yourself. These things were all done underneath the, underneath the Provisions of the CIA who supposedly doesn't operate in America bullshit. That's a lie They operate in America and they work hand-in-hand hand with the FBI and that's why they illegally Investigated the president of the United States at the beginning of this presidency They tried to blame all this shit on the Russians and now what now that this election's contested and they feel that They're so secure in the theft of an election. They don't have to talk about Russians anymore. And you know what else? They can't talk about Russians anymore because if they do, they're going to fuck up their deal because they've had deals with the Ukrainians and the Russians since before this, going along with the administration and the wants and needs and desires of the Atlantic Council and the European Union, who is also talking about adopting a digital currency at their central bank. So that's the global plan. When, when somebody says globalist plan to you, this is what actual, actually is going on at the United Nations and government level in society. And they don't want you to know that. This isn't conspiracy theory shit. This is stuff that you needed to know and you should have been ta- told about during this election. You should have been told about it. But you weren't because they were trying to hide that from you. So instead, the n- news media, which is heavily invested in by the surveillance state all the way heavily invested in by the surveillance state. For Christ's sake, they put former heads of NSA in charge of things, uh, union busting at Amazon, and a former head of CIA in charge at one of the major news outlets. That's a thing that happened in the last four years. They did that so they could organize a media campaign to try and squash anybody who was saying anything supportive about the president, at all, to try and get rid of that information. Now fortunately, there's an upside to this there are social media platforms that have come out of this for conservative voices. Now, right now, they're predominantly inhabited by very conservative people. And so I don't even fit in on those platforms, not really. But what I'm witnessing right now in this election is that it's being stolen from Donald Trump. And I'm not even the biggest fan of Donald Trump. I'm really not. I have cussed him out on Twitter like lots of people have. And I'm not a fan of the president of the United States rhetoric, but that doesn't mean that the things he was doing weren't good for us long term. And even as a progressive type liberal person, who's kind of center road, I can see that as a former military veteran. So I was in support of the positive things that this president did and against the negative things like allowing for independent journalism to be silenced, for example, which is now biting him in the ass because if he hadn't allowed independent journalists to be silenced by the CIA, and they couped independent journalism entirely, in case you hadn't noticed, the censorship has not just affected people that are on the right. It has affected people who were trying to tell you about things like coups in Venezuela, and coups in Bolivia, and atrocities committed in other countries by us, and then the kind of stuff that's going on in America, and how that relates to our foreign excursionary wars they are trying to silence all dissent against war. They're trying to silence all potential anti-war movements because they, they learned in the 1960s that veterans in particular and civil rights movements who were against war would absolutely be an unmovable object for them when they're trying to get away with that politically and violate the Constitution and go around the Congress and do all these things, things that ended up being later on you know, the Dark Alliance story with Gary Webb, and then it turned out that Iran-Contra was a thing that was going on and had basically been going on since Vietnam. And those kind of things that destroyed the inner cities are those same shit that's been going on now, except they used corporations to do it. They used pill doctors and major corporations distributing overdoses of fucking pills to do this to American citizens. They basically declared an opium war on America. So most of us who are a little stressed out you go to the doctor and they give you a happy pill or they give you you know some kind of shit that fucking gets you hooked on it and then you keep going back for your pills and so that requiem for a dream shit has become the new normal and that's what led us into this right now you add to that the religious fervor caused in the echo chamber of social media and you've got all these extremist belief systems that are being put front and center as examples of everything that's wrong with Americans, and you're not even being allowed to hear adamant voices for change that aren't as extreme, because they're being silenced out, and that's on purpose. They're censoring people who try and report actual things that you needed to know. In mass, Pulitzer Prize winning journalists, people who have been locked up in jail for risking their life and career to expose things that you needed to know. And you would know all of these things if those people were not being targeted for it. Now, I didn't have a job at any of these big places like this doing investigative journalism before this election. So guess what? I'm homeless now. And I didn't start out that way. (laughs) I started out in a house that I got put into on a veterans program to end homelessness. And then I lived there for three years leading into this administration. And during that time period, I was a truck driver and I traveled all over the country and I got to talk to people everywhere, places in Iowa, New York City, California, all ever, everywhere across the country, I got to talk to people. And I got a general idea and tone for what was going on. And so none of this election outcome stuff is a surprise to me, not even in the slightest. I, I got a, a good, good hold on what people believed in from place to place. And I gotta tell you, What's going on right now is a product of the last year and censorship and a campaign put out in the media and people that are actively engaged in detrimental protests that break windows. They didn't do any of that in Princeton, let me tell you that. They had demonstrations here, but they weren't breaking out windows at storefronts. They weren't burning any buildings down. So it was acceptable. So they, they were fine with it. And that since Biden has won, there have been people who are Biden supporters shouting down other Biden supporters in their front yard. They have stirred up a hornet's nest of fucking vitriol, and you folks are about to unleash it for the wrong reasons. You should be paying closer attention to what all of these people who funded all this shit are saying. The people like Rupert Murdoch who fund the media, those people betrayed this president, flat out made him a patsy so that they could further their interests. And in no small part, a lot of people have been silenced for talking out against oppression in Israel, even as American police use Israeli police tactics to silence American protesters. So you're, you're protesting for the right reasons, but you don't realize the global implications of those things. I am in no way advocating that we protest against Jewish people at all. I'm telling you though, the military industrial state between Israel and America and the I-5's countries have colluded to break the Americans' will to politically defend themselves. We had a constitution and an independent streak like no other place on the planet. And so in order for them to instate things like decency laws and all this kind of shit that is totally un-American, they have to break you politically they have to break your psychology. And that's what all this was done during this election. This was all psychological operations done to raise vitriol and anger towards the president of the United States to try and get, and in addition to that, it was revenge. Because a lot of the things that you guys are chanting now were things that Trump supporters were chanting about Hillary Clinton Who's a legitimate war criminal who laughed out loud when they said we came, we saw he died when they killed Gaddafi and kicked off human slavery in Libya again. But you guys are all like, I'm with her because you're all hung up on the fucking, you you think that she's a feminist. She's about as much of a feminist as a fucking goddamn straight up dude who doesn't like women. That's about as close as she gets to it. That's it. She doesn't like anybody so far as we can tell. Anybody who actually pays attention to politics knows that that woman, and this is by admission of people who went to college with her and her entire political career, will tell you that that woman's the most manipulative fucking human on the face of the fucking planet. So guess what? You got duped, by and it's not your fault. She's one of the most manipulative people on the fucking planet, and she will laugh as you are drone struck in your own country. She advocated for drone striking Julian Assange, for Christ's sake, who's now in prison for exposing war crimes and how Democrats actually feel about Democrats. Ruling class Democrats don't like you. They, they're, You're animals to them. As a fact. You're fucking animals to them. And they are using you like a dogs and sicking you on the opposition. That's not a joke. You're well-heeled animals to them, which is disgusting to me. I don't think of myself like that, and I'm sure that most people in the American population in general do not view themselves as fucking animals that are subservient to a bunch of fucking people who think that they're dog masters or some shit. That's fucking disgusting. But that's the way they're treating you. That's absolutely right there. Right under the surface. They, they use the language to talk to you like a well-trained dog at a dog show where they have certain words that trigger the dog to do certain tricks. They do that to you now. You guys are triggered and you guys do exactly what you're told like a roving mob of assholes in many cases on both sides of the aisle, given certain dog whistles. So it's ironic that they're saying, talking about Donald Trump's dog whistles, because you got a lot more in the Democratic Party these days. It's disturbing because a lot of those people are totally proponents of forced vaccinations and things that are harmful, historically harmful. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm fine with vaccines that work and that are well-tested and have been shown to work. I was mass vaccinated in the military. For the most part, I'm fine. (laughs) But guess what? I didn't want the anthrax vaccine. They forced me to take it when I got to Iraq. I didn't have a choice. So that I know of, that didn't cause any harm. But I did have stomach bleeding by the time I got back. (laughs) Shit like that. So who knows? I have no idea. They don't provide you with the kind of medical care that you can actually find out if that's a problem that was caused by that, or just by exposure to all the chemicals and shit they were burning over there. So these are the same people that force those kind of conditions on people in Iraq and leave them sitting there, that want to go start another war, a third conflict, in Syria right now. While we still got human slavery going on in Libya, that's our fault. And so in places like Egypt, where people are like, well, look what happened. Social media allowed them to become independent and overthrow these people. Yeah, there's more to that story than that. It wasn't just social media, for Christ's sake, that did that over there. What they did is they exposed the fact that their energy board was screwing them over in the same way that America is being screwed over right now by these political parties, these political interests specifically. Again, some of them have names, and you can look this shit up if you go look into who's been going to Bilderberg, who's been running on dual party tickets, who's supporting the Biden campaign from the Republican side of the house. Those people all have common ties to these Atlantic Council groups and these United Nations level groups who are not interested in what Americans want. They want you well healed, like dogs. And in order to do that, they gotta break you. So again, the irony here is, if I didn't listen, I didn't listen to the journalists, and when they came for the journalists, I didn't care because I wasn't a journalist. And They came for socialists, and I didn't care because I wasn't a socialist, and then they came for me. Yeah, that's what's going on right now to you, Democratic left. If you think that you're going to escape the same harassment and continued fucking torture that you've been getting from police, I hate to break this to you, but police are union. They support Democrat votes in large mass populations. For Christ's sake they absolutely would have a motive to help that problem along in some cases. So if you don't wanna look at what's actually going on and look at where those people stand politically, how can you say, oh, they're all racist and Nazi Republicans in in the cops? Uh, No, they're not. (laughs) They're actually, usually they vote blue, as a matter of fact, (laughs) because private prisons are heavily invested in by Democrats the GEO group, for example. And how do I know that? Well, John Kasich and John Hickenlooper were both front runners for legislation that allowed private prisons to sue states for not keeping them full. Both of those people just got positions. In the Biden, in the Biden campaign's fucking cabinet selections, Kasich is in there. And then in the Senate, John Hickenlooper got a seat. Those are two people who advocated for allowing states to be sued by private prisons for not keeping them full. That's what happened during this election. You folks totally didn't pay attention. You got hornswoggled and you didn't even pay attention to what was actually going on. So all the things you were advocating for in the streets were pointless arguments and there were people that were out there pied-pipering your ass into a corner And so now it's gonna be even harder for you because censorship is now the new normal. It's gonna be really fucking hard for a lot of you to continue to have a political discussion on the internet. That's a fact. They already started by silencing independent journalists and progressive voices who don't agree with all the things that Biden and Harris want on the left. They already did it. I'm not telling you something that hasn't happened. It already happened. It wasn't just Republicans that are being censored off of Facebook. It was anybody who was posting information that was needed to know by the population so they could vote better. But they didn't support anything that wasn't these key arguments and they studied what those were. So that way they could rile you up and get you guys pissed off and tailspin you out into a useless goddamn situation in which now you will not have an option for four more years. You will not have an option except to try and make them do things for you. In which case, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna protest some more? You're gonna smash some more windows? Because if you keep that shit up, they're gonna do the same thing to you under Biden that they were doing under Trump. And then everything will be out in the open, I suppose. Then it won't be a question anymore. Then you're gonna start looking around for those independent journalists that got silenced out of the internet and had their livelihoods attacked by these major, major private interests who are only interested in one thing, changing us over to a digital currency and stealing resources so they could export them to other nations. And all that stuff hurts local jobs. That all hurts union jobs. Everybody from the person who makes the steel pipes and makes the steel beams, to the guy who works on the construction site who builds the steel building, to the guy who gets the concrete and delivers the concrete, all the truck drivers, all of these people are negatively affected by these outcomes. If that's you and you happen to vote Democrat and you just didn't like the shit that Donald Trump was saying, You made an egregious error in your judgment. And unfortunately, again, I'm going to be called a conspiracy theorist and almost no one's going to listen to this. But one way or the other, in this election, there was only one clear protest vote and it was the guy you hate. (laughs) Because it's the only one who's actually been drawing us down out of the wars in the Middle East and creating jobs. Actually creating jobs. And so, and those jobs... Those were happening at the lower end of society, even as they started closing down small businesses because of coronavirus. So they want them working jobs. They don't want them being small, independent business owners. That's another aspect of this. Private ownership is another thing that's under attack. They don't want people to have private ownership. What does that sound like? Does that sound like socialism? Because that's the kind of socialism that's bad historically. You know democratic socialism, no offense there, Bernie Sanders, but he took a job as a labor position guy in Biden's cabinet and betrayed the grassroots base. So I have to look at that as it is on the surface. That guy betrayed his base, which was one of the largest grassroots movement in political history next to Obama's, for a position in a cabinet that he knows damn well he can't do anything about a defeat as one man. But if he had mobilized his base, he could have done something about it. Why would he do that? He's getting old. That's the only thing I could think of. He wanted to go out on a high note. They basically told him this is gonna happen whether you like it or not. That's the only only thing I could think of that it would cause him to do that. So if they're gonna push through democratic socialism over here, that kind of socialism that they're talking about is the kind where they censor people on the internet and the kind where they shut down local newspapers who are reporting journalism that they don't want you to know about and your community, the kind of stuff that you want to know if you're a union worker, if you're a nurse, if you're a teacher, all these things that are valuable information for you to be able to advocate for you at work, those things are going to be silenced. They're going to tell you what to do, what the new normal is, and that's going to be more oppressive than anything this president did, I guarantee it. All this stuff, little this back and forth has been childish crap for the most part for the last four years. and that was all a response because you were mad because you were with her or whatever. And those things were like, Oh, oh, you know what? Fine. You want to be nasty? We'll be nasty. And so you were being so nasty. You failed to recognize the great things that were actually done by a president who was being obstructed to actually help you. And you went along with all this lockdown shit. You know what happened in Pennsylvania before it became a contested spot in the election? The, a judge, uh, justice in Pennsylvania ruled the lockdowns as unconstitutional. And you hear you hear Donald Trump saying that the solution, the cure, can't be worse than the problem. Guess what? That's not his words. That's the United Nations that said that. So he has been going along with what has been, he's been advised to do by world leaders so long as it was beneficial to the American population. And you shout him down as if that's some kind of fucking obfuscation from him doing a bad job. That's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. He actually did the best job that he possibly fucking could and took all the directives that were being handed down by the United Nations. So if you're so in support of the Democrats and you think that that's just gonna win you over, you got another thing coming, cause phase two's coming. More whistleblowers were prosecuted under Obama than they were under Trump until the fucking stupid Russiagate thing happened and all this other shit, they trumped up charges. And those weren't the same things. Those were whistleblowers within the government that were being targeted. And they were being targeted by the people who didn't want to be kicked out of office because they were these people that are being referred to as the deep state. These are the people that want to drag us into another war in Syria. They are all for cooing other countries. So they just cooed America. So they didn't lose their hold on everything because we were about to end up in America in which everything was exposed and we could actually argue for what Americans want, which is not to attack and be bullies against other countries, which is not to be oppressed, which is to have universal health care, which many, many people who ran on universal health care won in their elections. So that's something they want, but you have no idea how screwed you are this cabinet is not going to get you universal health care they're going to restore obamacare to what it was which is not beneficial to everyone contrary to popular opinion me as a veteran being one of them so again i can't emphasize this enough i'm used to this the va has always fucked us over like this and the va is basically a form of socialism (laughs) so it's not a surprise to me but you're about to get a dose, and matter of fact, you have been getting a dose of what the military has to deal with regularly. All this shit with all these lockdowns and all this kind of stuff, this is stuff that usually happens when you're a soldier on military installations and when you're in deployed deployment zones. That's what you've been experiencing. You've been experiencing basically a militarized lockdown facilitated by local cops, and you've been mass surveilled under the guise of contact tracing and all of that stuff is going to come to bite you in the ass. You're all now in the system. They now know who the protesters are that smash the windows and who do all the bad stuff, but they don't want to happen. And if you don't think that you're going to be mass arrested, just like people were under this administration, all you need to do is look at Obama's administration. That's all you got to do. So this is the Earning Hope podcast, even though it's not quite so hopeful this evening. I'm going to go in and get my cup of coffee. And... uh get a pack of smokes before they try and ban those or mark up the taxes on them some more and uh, go walk back to uh, my sleeping bag and have another nice night outside in the middle of November (laughs) because I've been silenced and run out of my house like many of you are about to be. Get ready. I'll see you out here on the streets soon enough. Earning hope. Newscast signing off. No, um, I'm fine. Just, I'm right here. I didn't go anywhere. Hey, that's so. cool. As long as you stay by yourself, that's yeah, all. No hey, do you, have, do you mind if I just get your name real quick? Just yeah. Just give me an interaction. Yeah, sure. My name is David. David? Yeah, David. you guys have had my info before. I talked to your outreach officer. Oh, awesome. Okay. That it's uh, a furlong, right? Uh, You know what? Uh, I didn't get his name. He actually didn't write it on the card that he gave me, but he gave me a card, so. Okay. What's the last name, David? Uh, You know, I'd, I'd rather not. Okay. Uh, you guys have talked to me enough times, I swear. i same guy that's been over here a bunch of times. So. No, problem. no problem. As you can see, it's a little bit of an inclement weather situation right now. so guys. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'd go somewhere else, but there's nowhere else to go, and I did go get coffee this morning, so I haven't been here all day. It, it's not an issue. You, you know, it's just uh, just as long as you stay by your stuff, nobody else is in, and we're all good, okay? All right. All right. Thank you. You know, it'd be a lot easier if I hadn't been run out of my house by law enforcement in my own community. You're working with officer for What's that? You're working with uh, the outreach officer, though? No, no, no. I mean, Polite had a conversation with him and everything. He's very professional. Yeah. But, no, in my community in Colorado, the uh, government officials ran me out of the state using law enforcement targeting programs. Okay. I caught him doing it, and I caught the FBI mass surveilling me and targeting me and tracking me across the country. I, they, they don't seem to understand that you can reverse look at what they do when they do things like ping your cell phone. So I, I caught him doing all that stuff. So I'd go somewhere else if I could, but I, I've tried renting rooms over here and can't rent a room. None of that shit. As a matter of fact, I've been targeted by scams through room rental things on the internet here locally. So yeah, there's there, a lot of scams out there. Yeah, you got a problem with that? Uh, room, roomsforrent.com or something like that. It's full of them. Absolutely full of them. They're all they're all asking for PayPal and all kinds of different stuff for people to give them money for a deposit sight unseen no handshake no no lease review none of that shit so yeah. all right i gotta go handle something else though, all but right have just, a good one. Just, i'm just asking you, you to stay by this don't worry man have, have a good one officer all right thank you really sorry about that okay, swallow open not at the moment no no yeah i'm having a little bit of a pissing back uh, uh, Wawa, or yeah. Yesterday they posted an article at the Princetonian about uselessness, and then they shut down the Wawa last night around 9:30 or so, and then they just decided not to open back up. I asked them, "Hey, what are you guys gonna open up again?" They said, "About 30 minutes." Here we are a day later. So they had a COVID case. Oh, over here? I didn't know that. That's good information to have. So. But you know, I've been all over the. East Coast of the country, so unless they're reporting me as a COVID case, I don't understand how it could possibly be. A lot of people coming in out of here wearing masks and all that different shit, so I do know one thing for certain, though, this ain't the first time this has happened to me. They did this in New York City also with a 7-Eleven that I was going to get coffee on break early, so I've been... Uh, they didn't want to serve you? I, I don't know. They used my social security number to try and rack up a bunch of bullshit charges in Texas, so, but I immediately answered the phone for that, recorded the phone call, then I called the FBI and reported it, and so again, round and round we go. How long you been bouncing around for, if you don't mind me asking? February. It's February. Yeah, they ran me out of the state back then. Well, that's a very complicated story, but long story short is they spent about nine months trying to evict me at a Grand Junction car lot, Colorado, where the Bureau of Land Management now resides. And I was talking about what they were doing with the deal there, and they moved into a building with Chevron. Chevron has lost a lawsuit in Venezuela and the person who helped them win that lawsuit down there, he's on house arrest in New York City right now. So these companies and these people that work at places like Princeton, one of them being a former commander from when I was in the military, and a former head of the CIA, and the governor of my states an alumni here, these people all colluded together to try and have me arrested, thrown in jail, silenced. So they're trying to jump up all kinds of bullshit. And so basically the same shit that the president went through at the very beginning of his presidency, I know for certain he's not lying about that shit because they did exactly the same thing to me and every single other journalist who's been talking about things that don't go along with the narrative of the mainstream media. So I just do independent journalism and it was part-time until they made me homeless, in which case it's full-time now. So I wasn't just going to sit back and let that happen. They they do it... If they'll do it to me and honorably discharge 80% disabled vet, they will do it to anybody. And so I have an obligation... Not only as a journalist, but as a guy who wants to swear that oath to make sure that this doesn't happen to you or your family members or anybody like that. So, from here originally, from Jersey? No, no, no. I'm from Colorado. was okay. Born and raised out there. So, how'd you end up here? I, New York real estate company. They used to buy my house out from under me out there in Grand Junction. So the sheriff's targeting program has this thing where if they couldn't evict somebody, they would then go in and buy the house and then let the lease expire and have them move out or trying to evict them through the leasing company. And for me, they couldn't lease me because I wasn't doing, uh, unlease me because I wasn't doing anything wrong. They couldn't evict me. So I got to the end of the lease and they told me they were going to remodel and ask us to move. Then I had to deal with a bunch of days of waiting for trucks and a bunch of extra horse shit. And again, they put an article about all this shit back in 2017 where they were bragging about how they did that to people who were drug dealers and how they were using it to go after human traffickers, drug dealers, all this shit. But in my case, they used it against a journalist. So they, they told everybody what they were doing, and then they used it against us. Ironically, my family came into that town homeless. We got run out, out of my hometown. We ended uh, up in their town, and they put us in the newspaper because they used a veteran's ho- ending homelessness program to put us in the house. Then they used the sheriff's targeting program to evict us. It's fucking crazy, right? Sorry, but things get better for you. Right? Yeah, man, there's no worries. I, if they don't get better sorry, for I'm me... Really sorry to No, no, you're fine, dude. It's fine. I, I totally understand. It's just stuff Stop sitting there. Right? No, nah, no, no, yeah. Oh, and I've already talked to their outreach officer. He was very professional, stuff like that. The, the transit cops, they don't give me as much shit as, like, the public safety no, folks. pretty good Yeah, so. These folks here, they're answering to the endowment. $22 billion is a lot of money, so. Yeah, I'll see you in a little bit. Have a good one. Take it easy.